All right, welcome back to the duct tape. Welcome, quack. There we go. Today we have, and notice that I have like a little extra skip in my step when I'm talking. I even yeah. sound more positive now. <laughs> we have a great interview with the very special Sean Wang. Swix. Also known as Swix. Yeah. Yes. From Netlify. Um, Developer experience at Netlify, yeah. Yeah, a little DX. That's a, you'll, I'm not going to tell you what that means. Because he will. Yeah, you'll find out <laughs> in the episode. Little gem. Yeah, and this conversation was a little bit longer for us than usual, but man, there are some real gems like throughout the whole thing. And it was like positive affirmation after yeah. positive affirmation. Like I was like floating when it was over. And like actionable steps to really move yeah. your career forward or like your skills forward. He you talks, know what? He's a big advocate of learning in public. He's the Tony Robbins of the development scene. <laughs> um, okay, so. I guess we hope you enjoy. Yeah, and, and then we'll do plugs afterwards, but go to DuckTapes.fm anyway. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, I know we were like super excited when one of our friends first pointed you out to us. I think he found you on Twitter. I'm not actually entirely sure, but you seem to do some like awesome talks. And I noticed like your pinned tweet right at the top of your feed is about learning in public, which is something I've always been really interested in. I'd love to hear like about it more from your perspective. It's like what first got you into that? Or you didn't start off as a programmer in your career, did you? You transitioned later no. on? Yeah, um, career changer, uh, like many of us. In, in fact, like probably web development uh, is one of those weird careers where we probably have more people who aren't, you know, formal CS degrees uh, than than formally trained people. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's, it's such a weird niche. Well, it's not, it's not it's not a niche at all. It's huge, but it's such a weird uh, section. Like it doesn't belong in uh, college syllabuses, like web right. development in general. Um, but then it's such a huge need in, in the industry, so people just find their way there. Um, so, so yeah, uh, I used to work in finance and then um, basically burned out after six years of grinding in investment oh, banking man. and hedge funds. Um, yeah, I had like the, the tipping point was that night where I had uh, almost a heart attack, uh, having a nightmare about one of my positions uh, oh, and realizing that I could, I could die in my bed uh, and for all for nothing for, for this job, which I, which yeah. isn't really that fun. Um, so I think people, people in tech don't realize, but we have it really good. Like, mm-hmm. um, I get hit up by finance guys all the time and like they're, they they want to come, they want to come over. And, um, I think I, I can't blame them because, um, I'm, I'm a lot, I'm a lot happier now. I think we care about work-life balance. We care about, um, sharing like in finance, everything's proprietary, right? Like the, I've authored some in like dynamite investment memos. I, I will never see uh, they'll never see the light of day. I'll never see them again mm-hmm. um, because it's property of the, the company that I worked at, the hedge fund that I worked at. Um, whereas how ridiculous is it that in tech um, we get on stage and tell people our secrets mm-hmm. um, yes. and like, hey, hey, come, um, we open source this thing, come use it. And that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, so it's a zero sum and positive sum mindset. And I, I really like the positive sum. Definitely positive. Um, kind of relating it to myself. i in my late thirties and I started in tech, you know, three or four years ago after working for a long time in retail. So totally different. And I was shocked <laughs> at, at the work-life balance that was allowed at the, where I work yes. now. It's like, people would say like, Oh, if you're sick, just stay home. And I was like, what, <laughs> like, what, do, you, I can't, what do you mean? <laughs> like, you're not going to make me feel guilty for not showing up. Like it's, it's, it's awesome. You don't have a set number of sick days. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it's pretty crazy. 
That's awesome. Yeah, so I, I feel like we, we complain, like, but we also don't look at what we have. And right. So, like, just be, be grateful. Uh, I think we should be grateful yeah. um, for, and for that. Did you choose coding because you kind of had heard that, that it's like that compared to your previous uh, line of work? Or what made you go down that route? Yeah. Um, so what I actually frame that as is that every single person in finance is actually a former coder already. Um, it's just that it's not their job description, but we all use uh, tech to get things done, particularly Excel, right? Like if you look at the chart of programming languages yeah. and if you consider Excel a programming language, it's Excel is like this mm-hmm. and, every, and JavaScript is like this, um, which is I'm gesturing in the, in the chat, which is perfect for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, but everyone gets the picture. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, we all, you know, I started with Excel and then uh, Excel wasn't good enough and I had to automate it. So I went to VBA, right? And then VBA, like I started running out of memory. So I went to Python and then I, I changed, I changed companies and, and we needed to do like complex, like parallel option calculations in, for finance work. Um, and so I had to learn Haskell. Um, and then I, and I wanted to do, I wanted to build uh, user interfaces. So then I learned JavaScript. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just happens that like, I think software is eating the world. Um, and finance, um, as well as many other industries, all of us are just learning to code without being actual software engineers on, on our business cards. But wow. um, I think we, we all, we're all on the spectrum of coding in, in, in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I wouldn't have actually guessed that, but that makes perfect sense hearing you say it. And one of my oh, yeah. Per- yeah, go ahead. Particularly go ahead. like the, oh, sorry. Particularly like, um, I want to make this like a generational thing, right? Like me as a junior, I was a, I was a junior on the trading floor, right? And I come in, and obviously, like the the older people on on who are, who who've, you know who've traded for decades, they don't want to learn how to code, but they need stuff done. Mm-hmm. So who do they throw it to? They throw it all to the to all the young young kids. Um, that's and that's how I, I just I didn't have a choice if I wanted to if I wanted the job I had to learn it. Um, so I, I want to give that maybe like for people who who don't aren't so close to finance, everyone is doing this, mm-hmm. um, and we're we're all like realizing that. Hey, software engineering takes many forms. You don't have to be a professional software engineer to write software. Um, you just, you know, maybe don't test it as much or at all. Yeah. Uh, which, is not, which is not so different from real software engineering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool how you can like speak up about this and like be that bridge between people who are trying to like learn more programming or be like, I don't be software developers for the first time. That's awesome. Yeah, because it can uh, be intimidating. You. Yes, it can be a little bit. Yeah. I still, I like if like despite all the stuff that I did, like informally, right? I just like I, you know, Google and copy pasted stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like learning JavaScript and web dev in general was was super hard because of the amount of change, um, to the point where any particular tutorial you couldn't really have confidence in it just because you don't know if it's like still yes. right. relevant or if not. It's a month old. You're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So so what happened was in 2017, I quit my I quit my job. Well, I didn't I didn't quit my job right at the start. I I decided to dip my toe. So I started with FreeCodeCamp, um, and I spent six months finishing the entire syllabus, um, mm. which is like on the fast side, but not impossible if you just like throw yourself at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even then, I was like, I don't think I'm ready for a job. But uh, I just quit. I, I quit my job. Uh, at the time, and then went into a boot camp on top of Free Code Camp. Right, I just already finished Free Code Camp, but I just didn't feel ready. I didn't. I didn't have any code review. I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and then, uh, so that entire year was just burned 
by like just learning the code. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, 2018, I, I, I landed my first job and uh, started started off. Um, and the rest is a little bit of history. Um, I want to I want to mention the essay that you saw, Learn in Public. Um, there was like a little graduation speech I wrote um, for for me when I when I went back to my boot camp uh, and to give some advice. Um, it's not something I set out to do. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't like a conscious plan. But then when I looked back and I, I looked, I thought about what worked for me in the past like year and a half. Um, that really stood out as like, oh, um, this is the thing that like if you just keep whacking away at it, um, it really pays off, and and it and it still does because like, I mean that's the only way you heard of me. Um, yeah, it seems to have resonated. I think it. I think it's it's a it's like a networking effect. Like traditional networking, what do you do? You go out to like you know suit and tie things, and then like you like press the flesh, right? Like and, mm-hmm. and you you exchange business cards. Uh, we don't do that anymore. Like the way we network now is on Twitter, it's on GitHub, it's on conferences, and and, and you put yourself out there, um, and uh, I think I think that's that's extremely powerful and something that developers don't do enough of. Um, not everyone can do it. I I, I do want to stress that like if you have personal safety issues, confidence issues, anxiety issues, uh, it's not for everyone. Um, but for those who can, I think people uh, a people like have too much fear of like being wrong in public, and I I can tell people a lot about how to be wrong and uh, <laughs> mostly it's just just do it it's not as bad as you think yeah um, and B they, they also underestimate the the benefits of, of being in public and I, um, so I try to preach that um, with this little essay yeah and I think that helps encourage people to to do more and, and to kind of connect with people whereas maybe they would have previously stayed in their shell and been paralyzed by yeah. the fear of having somebody notice that they made a mistake in their code but yes. kind of getting people on the same page of thinking like we're all going to make mistakes. Like no matter what, we're going to make mistakes. Yeah, I, mean, I absolutely hate failing in yeah. front of people. Like especially if it's a subject I'm passionate about or like I love. Like I want to be a great mm-hmm. programmer. So like the last thing I want to fail at in front of everyone is like programming or a project or something like that. But um, just hearing you talk, I was wondering how have you, because you mentioned like it's difficult, especially with, in web development or like JavaScript particularly, things change so fast. So as you've been like learning in public and like using, I'll say free, like online resources to learn, how do you go about like filtering the opinions you receive or like filtering the materials you come across to really pick out the good ones? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I, I, I get it. I get it a bunch and I don't have a good answer. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, just go by what seems to be popular. And that's just a bunch of osmosis, right? Um, I like to do, it's kind of, um, I mean, I don't, I don't like systematically do this. I, I sort of like anecdotally do this, right? I, um, I like to look at projects, look at who does, who works on the projects, who, who maintains, who, who, uh, who started the project, and then look at what they're doing today, what they're talking about today, and then follow who they follow, who influences the influencer. Um, oh. And it's like a direct graph of like, the people in the industry who are really movers and shakers, mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of people who just like sit on the sidelines and just like, like they don't they, they, they have a lot of words but they don't do much. Um, yeah, just make noise. So I would yeah I would I would just ignore that um, and and really just look for the people like who made Babel. Um, everyone should know and everyone should should uh, know that's Sebastian McKenzie and know that he's working on Rome right now. And so that's why when Rome launches, Rome is not even out yet. But when Rome launches, it will be a big deal because he made Babel, 
like it's it, there's a there's a train of thought like i think a lot of people feel uh view open source as code that just like exists exists in the ether mm-hmm. and yeah. just appears magically and like is there to serve you um it is absolutely not it's actually just output of some very very productive people and if you follow them uh you you'll know what's up <laughs> that's awesome um, yeah yeah, following it's almost so simple it's crazy yeah. <laughs> I particularly like what you said like following the influencers influencers like going up yeah. the ladder everyone looks up to someone else right like the the the, right. the 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 OG people like we're still lucky Brendan Ike is still around right um, like he he, he he invented JavaScript he doesn't have to do anything for the rest of his life but um, he's still out there answering basic JavaScript questions and, and talking about JavaScript history and talking about what he wants uh, WebAssembly to be um so yeah, absolutely follow what, what what he says is a big deal. You know, take him at his word mm-hmm. um, because because like these are the people that that made the that made things uh, that are, exist around us today. But also know that you could be one of them. Like um, it's these are no smarter people than, than any of us. Uh, they just were early and they and they worked very hard at it. Um, and even right now, we're still early. Like mm-hmm. imagine a hundred years from now, with you know people will look back and then go like, oh, things were so easy back then. Um, so, so uh, I want to. That, that's one. That's one bucket. I, I think like the the prime movers in the industry. I think you can. It's pretty easy to identify. Just uh, you know, like even even if you learn React and you, you look up to Dan Abramov, mm-hmm. he has people that he looks up to. Super easy to just follow and, and figure out um, what like what what important projects that that uh, you know this inner this sort of uh, network of people go into. Uh, for me, I I like I've. And that's 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 a that's a strong point of Twitter. Twitter's not good for a lot of things. Twitter's really good because of the existing social network. Like the the number one feature of any social network is the people that are already there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just so happens that developers are and are on Twitter, like it or not. Um, and so that's why that's why I'm on Twitter, right? Like to to engage with these people. Like I don't have to be the world's number one expert on Webpack. I have I'm personal friends with Sean Larkin now, and I can ask him any questions on, nice. I, I need on that. Um, and it's, it's super like that, that's like a, I, I kind of compare it to like, um, yeah, I mean, that's networking, right? Like that. And, and that's like being able to provide value to these people, even though they could, they, they have many other options and they're, they're super in demand. But, um, I think, um, once, once you have that relationship going, then your own capability as a dev also grows. It's, mm-hmm. this is not entirely soft skills. This is soft skills that could translate to hard skills at any time because you bought the optionality of converting them. And that's, I guess that's a, that's a finance term, but um, I think it's pretty pretty reasonable to, to, to explain. Um, And and the other thing I also want to, want to emphasize is also, so you watch people um, and then you also watch companies. So uh, is, you know, like when you hear things like, oh, Airbnb just rewrote the entire code base to TypeScript. Um, that's not one random dev like getting up on stage and, and yelling right. about it. It's hundreds and millions of dollars, hundreds of devs, millions of dollars mm-hmm. uh, being spent doing this. Uh, it's going to be around, and it's going to, it's going to. I mean, it's it's been carefully vetted, uh, and it's going to be around for a while. Um, so I think I, I also keep a keep a lookout for company trends and uh, what they invest in. Um, and I think I think you know people people. Uh, get exhausted, get JavaScript fatigue at the at the fringes, and that's fine. Like right now, there there's still a thousand and one um, ways to do CSS in web dev, like yeah. CSS JS, CSS modules, mm-hmm. um, CSS spec itself is shipping uh, some sort of scope style thing. 
um, like sure, but like look at what the companies are actually doing, and uh, it's it's it narrows it down a lot for you. You don't that's, have to be on the absolute cutting edge. Yeah, that's another really great point too, and it kind of brings up something we wanted to ask you about, um, like working with React and TypeScript. We noticed, I sure. forget how we originally found this, but we noticed you have like a cheat sheet up on your GitHub, I think. So like, is that something yeah. you would highly recommend in particular? Because we work with React all the time at work. And TypeScript. Okay. And TypeScript. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if, you, if you're an experienced, if you're super experienced at it, uh, it may not be that helpful, but I think it's, it's, good, to, it's good for a reference. Um, the, reason, the reason I started this thing uh, was mainly because um, my, that first job that I started uh, was a React job, but then uh, they threw me a curveball when I when I got there, and they were like, "Oh, by the way, it also has to be in TypeScript," uh, and I didn't know any TypeScript, so I just, you know, I I went through and I <clears throat> I found myself like needing a reference, and then I, I went to the React docs. React docs, obviously, they use Flow, um, and they they just they're just kind of very skimpy on TypeScript in general. Um, and then I go to the TypeScript docs, and TypeScript docs are too way too complicated yeah. Uh, yeah. for for people who like are all up in generics and stuff. I was like, I need a middle ground for people <laughs> like me, for people I know JavaScript. Don't you don't have to tell me what classes are. I know what classes are. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just like I have I'm I'm here. I want to go there. What's the bridge? Just give <laughs> me that. Um, and, and so I just I just did that, and then I I just like documented the the. Tips and tricks. I ordered. Uh, I, I, you know, broke stuff out into sections, as you can see on the on the cheat sheet. Uh, I've got everything, all, every single API. Um, I also, I also, I also wanted to like just be very practical, right? Like a lot of um, a lot of tutorials, like will show you the happy path, and just like this is how to do X, and then it shows you how to do X, and like thanks, and you know, click here to subscribe or something. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to do troubleshooting. Like you will run into these. Mm-hmm. Um, errors and you will be panicking but here's where you go the troubleshooting handbook these are the strategies to 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 resolve um, when you run into these uh, common errors because they they are common um, and you know there's nowhere else that does that for you so um, yeah mostly just talking to myself and then eventually I think uh, it this is the uh, definitely like I never expected that it would get this big um, uh, I think basically is it. I think you can't you can't ever bank on that. You can you can only only thing you can do is try and solve your own problems, share it, and then if if other right. people share your problem, um, they'll come help you because uh, you already made the the initial effort. Um, and then and so now, uh, what I do is I I look at I you know every single PR that comes in teaches me TypeScript. I don't have to pay for it. Um, and I and I've taught TypeScript to hundreds of devs out there, mm-hmm. um, in like Uber, Palantir, like all over the place. Um, and uh, it's a it's a really it's a really good example of uh, what I call like capital. Like uh, when you when you learn in, when you learn in public, you can build portable capital. Portable portable meaning that when I moved on from my previous company, which I did, uh, this stayed with me, right? And it's it's portable because it belongs to. To me, rather than the company, I think every dev should uh, think a little bit about how much of their output goes to a company and, and how much they can actually take with them, um, and 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 be part of their personal capital. Um, and what I mean by capital, capital means that you you it makes friends without you being uh, it makes you friends without you being there, like in your sleep. Um, it's similar to financial capital. Financial capital makes you uh, it's money that makes money in your sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sort of. Portable personal 
capital like like something like a, as simple as a cheat sheet it's 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 a bunch of words on a github readme like who cares but um it definitely like i've provided value to to people i monica lentz just today just shouted me out and she's someone i really look up to and i know i could hit her up for something in the future because i've helped her um and it's ridiculous i don't know her mm-hmm. um but like it's 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 awesome that you know uh learning in public can actually help others and 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 help yourself i think i always am very careful to couch it as something that's very it's 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 not um what what do you call it uh it's not altruism it's not you don't do this like i look at me i'm such a good uh person for doing all of this absolutely mm-hmm. not you're doing this i'm doing this for myself i think i think this is absolutely the fastest way to grow and it just so happens to benefit others but um i want i want to tell i want to like impress upon people like that you're not doing it's not charity right like this is this is genuinely like you learn faster when you do it put it out there right than you do uh keeping it in your head so that's awesome yeah, there you go that's being really real about it too i mean yeah that's good. <laughs> so when a company so companies have you come in and help teach their staff typescript or how does that process no work? no no they just re- they just refer to my my oh uh, that's funny <laughs> really yeah and then wow. and then they uh, if they if they don't have if they if there's some stuff that isn't covered they file an issue right and then i'll uh-huh. answer the issue or or find someone who knows the issue um because like i have i have three other maintainers with me and they they all have more experience than i do right um and so so yeah i'll just, I'll just get them the, the answer if uh, if they need it that's um, awesome so not i know that i can answer everything yeah well we know we're currently working at netlify right as a developer yeah. experience engineer so in the middle oh, yeah. in the middle of like that job are you actively seeking like I'll say teaching opportunities or like opportunities to learn in public. Like I, before, while we were researching you and do all your cool stuff, um, I came across the video you did. I think it was JS Singapore or something um, mm-hmm. with React hooks. I mean, that was Jeez, amazing. Huh? I mean, seeing like a demonstration like that. No, you're, you're very welcome. Thank you. Um, so I was wondering, do you like actively seek out those kind of opportunities or just kind of as they come up? Uh, so first of all, that was a freak uh, talk. Uh, I, I think that's the best talk I've ever done. Um, so, and I, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to do it again in, in London in October. Oh, good. Um, uh, again, like, you know, I, you, you learn in public and these opportunities just come, uh, and you don't even have to apply for it. I, like I used to have to apply for conferences and stuff. Um, and, uh, what I will say is I think Netlify and, and especially this, this role I have in, uh, basically developer relations, uh, okay. And Nellify, we call it develop. we call it developer experience. Yeah, um, could you but it's, it's, define that or? I'm, yeah, more about that. Sure, uh, it's pretty simple. Um, so developer relations is more like, um, hey, hey, uh, you know, like your company produces uh, products or a platform that is meant for developers. Therefore, you have to tell them that it exists and mm-hmm. tell that tell people how to use it, right? Uh, and that's where you hire developer relations people. Um, that's kind of marketing marketing e. Uh, we don't like to call it that, uh, just because uh, marketing is kind of like to uh, the C-suite and like people who, um, you know, have to have to worry about enterprise stuff. Developer relations is, is very much more of a bottom-up, like uh, make dev, make devs aware of it, try it out, uh, and eventually bring it into their company workflows if if it's productive. Um, I think that's that's kind of that's kind of how I would phrase it. Um, the where, where developer relations, developer experience uh, diverge is that developer uh, experience is half developer relations and half um, taking that, taking those learnings from interacting with the public 
uh, and bringing it back to inform the product process uh, and to build better uh, products in, in general. Um, and and so, some part of that will be building demos and open source tooling. So I maintain a bunch of open source uh, tools uh, that make uh, working with Netlify a lot easier. Uh, for example, if you wanted to add a um, authentication to your to your React app on Netlify, uh, definitely check out the React, the Netlify React identity widget, which I make, um, mm -hmm. which is like a drop-in modal um, that just does authentication really easily for you. Um, and so, and so, yeah, open source tooling and uh, just product feedback nice. to, to make to make the experience better. Because I kind of related um, so, it. Oh, I kind of related it in my head to like user experience, almost like more of a design job, but it almost yeah, sounds more no, people so related. It's more engineering. Uh, like three, like um, you know, since Sarah Drasner is, is is the is the person who runs the team now, she's a really. I mean, she's she's been a mentor. She's been a hero of mine for uh, you know multiple years, oh, and, nice. and now 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 I work for her. It's it's insane. Um, but uh, you know, she she the first thing one of the first things that she did when she came in it was redefine the role a little bit. So now three months out of the year, we actually spend um, as regular engineers on the product team uh, doing engineering stuff um, and having that empathy uh, with with engineering, but, but then also just working on actual product engineering issues. So it's much oh, more nice. of an engineering role than a design than a design role. Um, but yeah, just focus on the developer experience in general. And um, how many different yeah. open source projects are you maintaining for Netlify or for people using it, would you say? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, six, seven, something uh, like that. Not not a huge amount, right? Yeah. But like enough to keep me like busy and like... Yeah, uh, I bet. I, on, I actually complain about it a lot because oh, no. people... Because I'm doing... Uh, anyway, the, the, this is a little bit of like, I wish more people would do it, but because I do it and then no one else has to, therefore I keep doing it. But, <laughs> oh, yes. Like, I'm like, just, uh, anyway, um, that's, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a little neither here nor there, but, uh, but I think, um, I think that what, what's, what's relevant uh, maybe to this discussion is um, that I got the, I got this job by learning in public, right? Like this is, this wasn't a job that was, this, that was uh, on the careers page at all. Um, I was just at my previous job doing my thing uh, speaking at meetups, uh, writing blog posts, and like basically, you know, on 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 my own free time, nights and weekends, kind of like learning in public and and, and practicing uh, what I would eventually get be be paid to do. Um, and and the CEO of Netlify, Matt, uh, he reached out to me via Twitter DM um, and invited me in to, to interview for this role. Wow! Um, wow! And and so and and I I'd say every other every job opportunity since, uh, which I haven't obviously accepted because I'm still an LFI, but, uh, you know, because of learning in public, I, I still get, uh, you know, inbound queries from ridiculous people um, who, like, are legends in the industry uh, to work with them. Um, and it's all, it's all a matter of, like, you know, being available and, and showing, like, what, like, let, let me put it, let me put it this way. Like, why do we interview? Why do we interview people? Because you don't know them. Yeah, to see if they're a good fit, I guess. To see if you're a good fit. But, do you need to see if they're a good fit if they've just been out there for years, mm. right? Like, yeah. <laughs> if you, yeah. if yeah, you, you already, already if you already know their work, you know yeah. their personality, awesome. you've seen them at their worst and seen them at their maybe you're not seen them at their worst because sometimes you, you don't you don't show everything, well, but you, like you, you can see, see the can consistent do, quality. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, like that is like they're 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 like you know, I. Uh, I kind of, I kind of even preach like if, if, if you do this right, like learning in public, 
you'll never have to interview again. It's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so the people, like, first of all, um, you have a long established, established track record of, of uh, things that you've done and uh, how you communicate. Uh, and second of all, the people that come to you inbound is very is a is a very different nature than outbound. When you're when you as a person go outbound, you're coming into the process of other people, and they're not sure if you're a good fit, and that's totally fine, and that's why that's a reason to interview you. But when they come inbound, they already probably know what you're about, like your um, and by your by your work and by your um, uh, av- uh, like process of like advocating for certain things. Like I'm super interested in design and animation and, and accessibility, whatever. Um, that's your thing. They'll come to you for that, right? Like, and the, the the fit is the fit is so much tighter because it's it's inbound interest. Um, I think uh, I think that's absolutely like, obviously that not everyone can do that, and it's it's a it's a it's a very privileged position to be in. But if you can get there, uh, it's it's a very good position to be in because um, you want to get to a spot where uh, you know you have inbound interest and and you can sort of uh, negotiate uh, best for 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 your for your ideal situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think even yeah. if people aren't like so comfortable in the live settings like maybe giving a speech or like giving a demonstration at a conference like even if they can get up maybe it's like some videos on youtube or like a podcast episode or something like so people have the chance to see who they are or just interacting in issues on github and just any way of yeah getting yourself out there i guess people see how you communicate as well Totally. Especially, I, I, I think if, if people like, you know, remote jobs are all the craze. I think remote jobs are very good for people with families and, and young kids. Um, how do you prove that you that you can work remotely? Uh, there's nothing better than, than seeing like you interact in an open source GitHub issues and everything's asynchronous. Like um, you have to communicate really well. And, and that's that's a huge part of the job. Um, if you if you can already do it in GitHub, uh, then I have absolutely no worries that you could do it. Uh, you know, in, in, in a real job situation. So, so that's one part of it. Uh, I think I think that um, yeah, absolutely. Learning probably can take different forms, and uh, I I try to like collate different examples to inspire people because uh, you know I do a lot of speaking because uh, I've done some Toastmasters before. I, I don't think I'm the best in the world. I don't want to be the best speaker in the world, mm-hmm. but like it, it is it I it for sure I have less uh issues to to deal with speaking than, than others like some people just have a fear of public speaking but you can absolutely do blog posts you can absolutely do podcasts i think podcasts are a great way to do uh, learn in public um and i and i think one of the things that gets that people get hung up on is trying to make it perfect trying to uh, like you know like perfect is the enemy yes. of good like you you do and, and podcast is this for, is this way of like you just you don't have a choice. You recorded this thing, and now you got. There's only so much you can edit it, and you just got to put it out there. And move on to the next episode, um, and and you just get better with iteration. I, I like to say that quantity begets quality, uh, and if you just try to aim for the perfect thing, you'll never ship. So so yeah, I think I think uh, so. What a key part of this right is being okay with being wrong. Like you will like no matter what you do, you will mess up, and I think it's much better to. Uh, to, to decide that you're going to get really good at recovering from, from messing up than to decide to never mess up ever. Mm. Right. Like, um, and this is, this is, this is the, this is the whole idea of resilience. Like this, this is the same thing in in management. Like management should not punish you when you make a mistake. They should make it so they should make the system so, so, um, so resilient to, to your mistakes that it recovers, that, that nothing, nothing will take down the company, the process, your brand, your, your whatever. Um, and so I, I like I like that idea of resilience. I think the only way that you get there is by having a small ego. Like you don't tie your ego to your work. Um, you you do your best, 
but you have a you have a you have a point at which you say I've done I've done as much as I could do. Here's what I did. Here's and and please correct me if I'm wrong. And guess what? Um, when you've been corrected wrong in public, uh, when you've been publicly corrected, you'll always remember it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. That's uh, true. I, I like to refer people to this XKCD of like this guy, like uh, you know, staying up late, and his and I think his partner is calling to him, and partner's like, "Hey, come to bed," and the guy's like, "No, I can't. Someone's wrong on the internet." And he's like, this is like typing. And it's like, it's super true. Um, and it's and the way I know it, it's called Cunningham's law, and the way I know it's called Cunningham's law is because I was on a different podcast and I called it Godwin's law. And guess what? Someone came and corrected me. Yeah. It's 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 I'll super meta. Yeah. It it just it works. It it uh you know people can't stand people being wrong, and that's great because that a you remember it well. B you you establish uh, a connection with people who are willing to correct you, um, and they may even become your mentors. Um, I think. I've, so uh, one 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 of the other things I do is, is I help to moderate the uh, React subreddit, um, oh, that's and I explicitly, be fun. yeah yeah, um, it's anonymous chatting on, on <laughs> yeah. frameworks. It's always cool. No, Everyone I get I get I get I get legitimate trolls uh, on there who are like React sucks, uh, Angular is like the, the the one way to do things, <laughs> or view view has view more way, way uh, you know views um, you know views the better way. But I, I think. Uh, one one thing I always say is like uh, I respect I, I welcome criticism like please you're welcome here to criticize React even on the React subreddit but please like just make sense yeah uh, and also <laughs> and, and 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 also like I I just make sure to listen and I I had a guy who was like super really trolly and I was like hey I, I listen to you I you know I hear you and if I hear you right these are your top these are your top like restate like. I think uh, a lot of people, um, you know, Dale Carnegie's uh, "How to Win Friends and Influence People." One of the one of the principles is seek first to understand and then to be understood. Actually, no, that's the Seven Habits uh, by Stephen Covey. But um, seek first to understand, like before shooting your mouth off and like arguing and like saying you're right and no, it's like no, I'm right and and and, and all that. Um, seek first to understand where they're coming from and and as if you can restate their position back to them in a way um, in which they would agree with. That's like step one towards mutual understanding of like and 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 showing that you actually you at least care enough about them that you're treating them uh, as you would a friend, um, and I think that's I think that's a, that's really lacking in, in internet discussion. Absolutely. So I try to I try to encourage it. I try to model it. Um, it's hard. <laughs> I slip up. Yeah. You know, well, typically it's just yeah fire against fire right off the bat. As soon as somebody disagrees, it's like well you're dumb and here's why. Yeah. And that's yeah. Like, and then you just you're not even on topic anymore. I think restating yeah. is a great way, a great thing to do. I wish more people did that because then at least you know. I mean, assuming you're having a discussion with someone who genuinely wants to progress whatever idea or topic is being discussed, like then you know you're on the same page and you can move forward from those like that baseline. Yeah. I think a lot of time people yeah. just don't understand each other too. Yeah, I typically don't restate because I know that I am correct. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so did the troll? Yeah. Did you calm him down or what happened? Calm them down. I, nice. I, wow. Um, I wish I could find the link, but that was one of my proudest moments. Mm-hmm. He was like, uh, he was like, I didn't. Ex- I think I think his his immediate response was, I didn't expect that I would get such a nice uh, reception. And then he calmed down, and it was it was actually a very reasonable discussion. And nice. It was really nice. I, I like to, um, you know, it doesn't happen often enough that that we cross uh, divides. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, not to get political, but I think uh, I think uh, we could all do with being a little less tribal. Um, and just like understanding each other as human beings uh, with yeah. uh, different priorities maybe, uh, but we're all trying to be better. 
like focus on focus on how we're similar instead of always on how we're different too i think yeah. people don't talk about that enough yeah oh no this is so hippie hippie dippy. <laughs> um. <laughs> tiffany smoking a blind no dude yeah, yeah. what the heck <laughs> Well, no, uh, I mean, I, I think I think this is like this is powerful. You know, I think I think that uh, you know, certainly like my work on uh, the community uh, has gotten me noticed. And uh, it's it's definitely like something that people are looking for. I think this is a career that kind of mixes human skills and developer skills. If people are interested in that kind of thing, definitely hit me up. Um, I know I know plenty of people hiring for something like this that mixes a lot of human empathy um, together with. Uh, technical skills because uh, it's not all it's not all about code right yeah it seems like in in the community uh, a lot of the well i don't know about a lot of them but a lot of people are very opinionated and not as many are opinionated and willing to change their mind on things like they'll just want to stick with whatever they originally stated just because they don't want to say oh maybe i didn't look at it from the right way yeah, maybe they don't want to learn in public yeah <laughs> yeah exactly be, don't want to be corrected then they'll delete their account and come back with a new account that has the opposite <laughs> opinion and say all right here i am uh, <laughs> no i i, I like I, I love people who 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 actively acknowledge acknowledge that things they've been wrong on um it, it's it's a very hard conversation to do uh, thing to do actually but i feel like you know uh, we'd, we'd all benefit from from that if, if if we actually did that more often absolutely um, I would also want to shout out. So I actually did a follow up to that that essay. So I, I wrote that a year ago. Oh um, yes. And and a lot of people actually you know get in touch and they're like I want to get started and I, I don't know how to get started. So I actually wrote up a, a, a follow up essay called Learning Gears, uh, which I which I sort of thought about and like I kind of broke down people that I see learning in public into three different groups um, and and it, I sort of split it up to like explorer, connector, and miner. Um, I don't. You know, I'm not the best at naming things, but <laughs> basically, uh, basically, like I think, it, it, it sort of corresponds to the stages in your learning journey. Um, Explorer is when you're you're sort of like you don't know what you don't know, um, and you're you're sort of uh, trying to go cover like see what's out there, uh, make notes to yourself, um, and so so it's so so when you're learning public, it's mostly like blog posts to yourself. Uh, I have a GitHub. Uh, repo where I just make daily notes to myself, and I've done that since I learned since I started learning to code. Hmm. Um, and and it's not meant for anyone else to consume but yourself. But uh, I think you can go fast that way. I think I think no one expects anything from you, and you can just go fast and explore things. Connecting is where you start to know some stuff, and you're trying to connect uh, people to knowledge or uh, or different areas of knowledge. Like uh, right now, I'm, I'm connecting React and TypeScript together. These are two different bodies of knowledge that have a lot of intersect. People like that intersect, and it's it's pretty easy to stand out because no one specializes in that one thing. Um, and once you plant your flag, people will come to you, uh, like I did, uh, and 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 like like that happened for me, right? Um, and I, I didn't I didn't know that was a, a thing. I, I it was an unconscious strategy, but I think it's very helpful. I think teachers and uh, you know if you do workshops, if you if you're a university professor, you're not creating that fundamental piece of knowledge. I didn't create React. I didn't create TypeScript, uh, but I'm, I'm connecting people with that knowledge, um, and I'm still getting a, 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 the bulk of the benefit, uh, which is which is amazing to me. Um, even though it makes me feel a little bit of imposter syndrome, and that's that's where people start getting a little bit of imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- then the stuff the stuff that you start to make in connector mode is more meant for other people to consume, right? You're, um, you you put a little bit more effort into the communication aspects and like the polish of the of the thing. Like when I start when when I do talks. Um, 
it's it's meant for others to consume. I I already had that knowledge with me, um, so it's not for, it's not just for me. It's also for others to consume. Uh, but but the process of teaching to other people really solidifies your knowledge, uh, especially if you do a workshop where where people can raise their hand at any time and ask you questions. Mm-hmm. That's when you really uh, figure out if you know the stuff or not. Um, and so that's why that's why people say like you know you you teach if you really want to know. Uh, be sure that you know something. Uh, and then the last bit is uh, is mining. When you you think you've struck gold on something that no one else is, in the world is doing, like you're specialized and, and you go deep. You go so deep uh, that's any more that's you, so you go deeper and longer uh, than any uh, anyone else is, has is reasonably uh, interested in going, uh, and that's just because you're insanely passionate, and <laughs> yeah. it's also it also is important to you in some way, um, and so uh, that could be on any on any particular topic like machine learning, it could be accessibility, it could be animation. Um, I I could name three guys off the bat who who are all like mining on uh, animation, and for that the world kind of comes to them. Like they're just known for one thing, and and uh, you don't have to like connect people anymore. You're just like so deep in this thing, and you're building infrastructure and knowledge uh, that is meant to last. So like you know, in, in connector mode, like the commitments are like are pretty light. Like it's it's maybe a few months out, uh, or like just a just maintaining a talk or uh, or a GitHub repo. But but in in mining mode, you're like building the library, maintaining the library. Um, so like people, I I kind of uh, raise Evan Yu. Uh, of the view community as one mm-hmm. one example of this just he just like happened to make a framework uh, and now he's just like he's he's deep in it he's like mm-hmm. four years deep in, in this thing and he's like uh, you know found, funding off of patreon um, and, and, and and people you know people really want him to su- to succeed like uh, it's one of these things where like your personal interests and your and and the community's interests are one to one because no one else is doing this mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's got it's in for for better or worse, you're the you're the, you're the guy, you're the gal, um, and uh, you know, <laughs> and and it's great because because uh, I think when you when you have a goal that's worthy, I think the the universe kind of conspires to help you um, because they also want it too. They 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 also want uh, what what you want, uh, mm-hmm. and that's that's a really yeah. beautiful thing. That's amazing. You know, so we had months. yeah no. <laughs> I'll definitely, I mean, hopefully we can get find the link to that because we should definitely put it in the show notes for people. Yeah, that was great it. advice. Yeah. And then we had like a couple more questions we were even going to hit on, but I think we're out of time for this episode <laughs> because <laughs> we've talked, I mean, it's been amazing and thank you for everything you've shared. It's cool. We did have two questions that we have to ask you before you go. Um, one is from me because <laughs> I'm, I'm a big gamer and so it's always interesting to me to see how people pick their like usernames and things. Um, so I was wondering how you came up with Swix. Um, so that's my initials. Uh, it's it, I have a I'm from Singapore. I have an English name and a Chinese name, so it's Sean Wan mm. uh, oh. A friend of mine came up with it came up with it for me uh, when I was 13, and I've just stuck with it ever since. That's uh, awesome. Unfortunately, some some places like so it happens to coincide with this publicly listed company. Yeah, in Germany. we noticed it's that. Like a <laughs> Uh, Swix Communications uh, and their employees tag me all the time. They're so happy to work for me. It's great. Um, and so they own they own Swix.com and I own Swix.io and I own the I own the Twitter. They hate it because they, they keep tagging me. Um, uh, but so but they funny. own the they own the GitHub. They own, they own GitHub.com slash Swix. So I think this is gonna go keep going until uh, either I buy them or vice versa. Um, mm. And that's <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. That's that's the story behind my username. Yeah, I was like, it sounds like a race car driver or something. I, race I, was car. Like, I didn't know. What it, 
And then also we ask, we try to ask every guest, um, what is your favorite music to code to and who's your favorite band? Oh, wow. Um, it could just be in the moment. We're not going to, you know, hold your feet to the fire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, I was, uh, uh, I was, I did win a contest once for being uh, Joss Stone's number one fan in 1998. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that's my, that's my one. That's my one. <laughs> what? <laughs> you, you know, one of those like radio calling competitions. Yeah. And, like I, I won it. It was, it was, it's funny because all the material, all the merchandise that they gave for free was, uh, for girls, but no, like wow, I know it's uh, maybe a little bit of throwback. Um, I, I right now I don't I don't really have a band. I um, I'm really into Lizzo right now. Mm. Uh, I think she's amazing. Um, yeah. Juice is uh, check out her NPR performance, uh, especially Juice. Um, I think she's think you know incredible. She's like, funny. Super super positive. Yeah. Um, very talented with the flute. Which is ridiculous, and um, I don't know. I, I think uh, I, I I like to see more of that. I, I'm I'm typically like a mashup kind of guy. Um, mm-hmm. I'll do I, I like uh, you know different takes on stuff that you already know, but it's, it's just interpreted differently. So didn't Josh Stone do that White Stripes cover? Fell in love with a girl. You're the number one yeah. fan. Fell yeah. in love with a girl. Yeah, yeah. Fell in love once. You know, Tiffany didn't know who Jack White was. You know what? Oh, I'm no. apparently I'm gonna bring it up never going to live it down, ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Sean, we really appreciate it. Yeah, this, this, this has been fun. Super positive. I feel like I'm like ready to go take on the day. Yeah. <laughs> go, take, go seize the day, learn in public, uh, and uh, yeah, all the best. And get in anything, touch with me when you do. Yeah, anything else in particular you want to plug? Yeah. We can get anything Twitter. you want to plug? Uh, I think Netlify is actually a really good vehicle to learn in public. Uh, put your sites up there. It's for free. It builds, it builds stuff. Uh, and then share it and tag, tag me and I'll help you share it. Uh, get some feedback, right? Like, um, you know, I think that's the only way you get better. Awesome. Nice. Well, thank well, you very much. Thank you. Wow. Another great interview. I know, man. If you're not happy now, I don't know. I don't know what's There's wrong something with wrong with you, man. Yeah, <laughs> permanent troll. Um, that was oh. a great talk. Follow him on Twitter. Yeah. S W Y X. Yeah. I did spell that right, right? Yeah, it's okay. not S W I Excellent. X X or S W I C K S. Um and then use Netlify. Yeah, it takes there, but he's also a huge proponent of it. Yep. Actionable steps to learn in public people. Put your website up there. That blog learning learning gears learning gears so he has pinned on his twitter i guess the original learning in public essay which is like what really drew me to him like i was super excited to talk to him after reading that and then learning gears we'll make sure we link that in the show notes you guys so check it out yeah and then for our stuff make sure to go to ducttapes.fm subscribe to the newsletter weekly giveaways tweet at us at ducttapes.fm and uh, you know tweet a picture of what you're doing when you're listening to the podcast we're, we've become genuinely curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it the gym? Is it coding? Commuting it, in the car? What, yeah. If sitting you're, at if your you're office driving, desk, you're halfway driving. working, halfway listening to duct tapes. Yeah, yeah, tricking your boss. Um, and then Instagram to comment on our stuff, say it's great. That'd be cool. Yeah. Duct tapes FM. You can follow Mr. John at John Hoppenthal on Twitter. Yep. You can follow me at Talum Avail on Twitter. You know, yep. gamer name for the win. No Instagram for me, though. What about you? I, I actually do have an Instagram, oh. Talum Avail. Very um, sparsely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like got the original photo. Yeah. Um, okay. So great. And we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Have a good one. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>
Powered by Vincent. Quack, quack.